Anthony Towns. He's got 17 points and eight rebounds. He rolls to the middle, goes to dunk. Go Barry! Viscerates Carl Anthony Towns! Transition, Bogdanovich right corner. Boyan for three! O'Neal penetrates, attacks and packs! Wow! On to Kubo relented. Bogdanovich pops to the corner. He's open for three. Got it! Boyan! Bogdanovich! Jazz win! That's his fifth three of the night. Coming a better time. Conley bounces to go bear. High attacking right hand outstretched hammer. Oh, Rudy, don't do me like that. Donovan splits it, goes to the window, rises up, touches the ceiling, and throws it straight down the cylinder. Andre Drummond said, No, thank you. Wow. Conley to the rim, right hand. Ryder got it. Oh, Mountain Mike has arrived. Timeout. The entire team meets Mike Conley at half court. And the fans There's not a guy feet. left on the bench. Ingles deep three. Oh, jingling Joe Ingles from the right side. He sent that one from a different borough. Ingles jumps off the pick, hesitates in the lane, floater, scores, ties his career high. 27 for Joe Ingles. Love this game. Dame driving to the basket. Rudy swats it and blocks it. Rudy Gobert puts the bow on that wrapping with a block shot of Dame Lillard at the rim. 19 seconds left. Lillard goes all the way to the backcourt to get it. Ingles meets him at the half court. A pick waiting for Lillard. He splits it. He drives to the rack. Layup blocked by Gobert. Loose ball rebound Ingles. Rudy Gobert's done it again. Ingles holding. Fakes a pass. Finds Bogdanovich. Contested three. Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan Say it again, Boyan Bogdanovich. Holy cow! Straight away three from 30 feet, contested by two defenders, and the Jazz win. Wow! Wow! What a ball game. Gobert sets a pick, slips, crowded inside. Donovan, next guy through, comes off a trampoline, rises high and hammers home. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low to blow your mind. Stop by and uh, find out what they can do for you. Uh, Tom's got great deals on all sorts of stuff, furniture, rugs. Uh, he's taking an extra 20% off all yellow tags, which are already the lowest price in town. But he's got a lot of great deals specifically on beds and specifically on adjustable beds. If you've uh, wondered whether or not you can afford one, trust me, you can. Great job, uh, Austin, putting in some uh, work on the highlight package right there. Excited the Jazz back in action tonight, scrimmaging the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Tip-off will be at 6 o'clock. 
We'll have all the action for you right here on the Zone Sports Network. David Locke is going to be on the call. Uh, David getting ready to go. Uh, Bowler uh, is going to have all the action for you on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, if you want to watch it on TV. So we're going to get to see the whole thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz handle uh, tonight's scrimmage. You know, how many minutes the starters play, who's playing together, different rotations, exactly, uh, you know, kind of what uh, the coaching staff is going to throw against the wall as far as um, – play to to uh who's going to make up for some of the slack from boyan bogdanovich i don't think we'll have all of these questions totally answered after tonight's scrimmage but we're going to see the work we're going to see the work being put in and uh and uh where guys are at as far as um, their games as far as being in shape uh you know it, it one interesting part about this whole situation is where guys sheltered in place and it seems like we haven't used that term in a while but sheltered in place during the beginning of this whole thing where there were a couple months there where a lot of guys including you you've heard Joe Ingles talk about this we've heard Donovan Mitchell who was of course uh, riding this thing out in his mom's basement uh, where they did not have access necessarily to the facilities to keep up the level of training that they're used to. And there's no doubt about it that that's going to have an effect in one in some way, shape, or form on this return to basketball. And that could even be a, a positive effect for somebody like Mike Conley, who we've talked about a lot, getting ready for this Jazz restart, that Mike uh, at his home had uh, great facilities. We're all familiar with the facilities that Mike has if you watched him win the horse tournament where he's got that big gymnasium right there in his house, and he was able to, uh, you know, and he's talked about it, how he had it pretty good, and he was able to keep up his work and, uh, you know, certainly keep up probably his rehab uh, as he uh, was uh, uh, healing from that ankle injury that he had uh, earlier in the year. So, you know, that could be a positive where, where guys had uh, facilities where they, they kind of hunkered down for a couple of months, and maybe that gave them a little bit of an advantage. But we're going to see some of this stuff and we're going to see it play out in front of our eyes uh, tonight from Orlando and again it starts at 6 o'clock if we're going to watch uh, the, the game on TV I'm really interested to uh, see the court I've seen pictures but the presentation you know how is the audio going to work the feed that comes back to both radio and the television broadcast it's all going to be fascinating we had uh, Kristen Kinney on the show in the 3 o'clock hour she talked to us about the robo cams uh, we've talked before about all the microphones they're going to put in the floor. This is truly going to be a unique experience. I saw David Locke uh, send out a string of tweets talking about his excitement to come back and play games, but that this is going to be a new experience for him, and it's going to be a new ex- experience on the broadcast. Uh, Austin's going to be producing uh, jazz action tonight, and I talked to uh, to you, Austin, about your anxiety because this is a, a, a broadcast that we haven't really done on radio before. So it, it's, it's going to be a fun night uh, for a variety of different reasons. I'm excited to hear, you know, how David takes this and, and runs with it and see what Bowler and the crew on AT&T Sportsnet do with it. Um, if you uh, have not uh, heard us talk about it throughout the week, Bowler is going to be on one side of the lower bowl. Locke's going to be on the other. The game's going to be up on the big flat video boards in the lower bowl where uh, they'll have to uh, to call the game. And it, it should be. Uh, it should be fascinating. I've got a ton of confidence in, in both radio and television broadcast crews 
that it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. And most importantly, we're going to be seeing basketball. PK uh, was initially slated to join us here at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We're bumping PK uh, back a little bit. He's going to join us at 530. Uh, we'll take you all the way up to 6 o'clock where David Locke will, uh, will take over and bring you jazz scrimmage basketball tonight. So I thought let's get things started on uh, the in this 5 o'clock hour as we stay focused uh, entirely on the scrimmage tonight and the Utah Jazz. Let's uh, let's hear Quinn Snyder's coaches show with David Locke. You'll hear this uh, as part of his broadcast as well, but he's been nice enough to let us use it here in the 5 o'clock hour and hear a couple of minutes of David Locke and Quinn Snyder getting ready for tonight's scrimmage. Time for a Quinn Snyder coaches show. Wow, what a change. Last time we did this was in Oklahoma City. Now we do it remote. Coach, how have you been? I'm doing doing okay. Been been busy. Obviously, it's I think like everybody trying to process the last four months and all that's happened. And here we find ourselves back in the locker room and ready to go play basketball. You do most things with an intention. When the group got back together, what was your intention for the group? Well, I think initially, you know, when we were back together uh, individually working. Um, at home in the gym with all the, the restrictions, I think just having people together in the gym, even if they weren't working together was, was a good thing. And then it, it set the tone a little bit. There was a kind of a crescendo when we finally were able to, to practice as a group when we got here. And I think the, the first thing we wanted to do was just, you know, just play. And there's a lot of joy in this game. And I don't think there's been a lot of joy um, in the last three, four months. So we had an opportunity to kind of to feel that on the court and do something that, you know, that everybody loves doing. And, you know, the opportunity to do that, I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to start practicing in, in the sense where we weren't taking advantage of that. So we played a lot. Um, you know, I think to be able to evaluate conditioning was also important. And then as everything's gone, we're, you know, going back and seeing the things that we need to drill down on and, and the habits we need to remind ourselves of. And that can, you know, that can happen while we're still playing. But the connectivity of the team and the timing of everything they're doing, obviously getting used to playing without Boyan, those were some of the key factors that we were thinking about. Coach, you always like to use the analogy of music and jazz. So there was, so there was too much blues and you needed to get back to the jazz. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep, we'll take it. What do you want to get out of these three scrimmage games you have coming up? Well, and you know, similar to kind of my uh, what I was sharing with you previous, I I think for us to see um, different combinations together, you know, I, I don't want us to, to read into anything too much, especially tonight when there's only 10-minute quarters. So, you know, finding out how guys – interact obviously you know without Boyan we still have you know we, we don't have a completely different team but you remove one player and you know that has a ripple effect so I think the opportunity for these guys to play you know in a competitive setting I think the scrimmages are probably going to be more competitive um, than typically even a preseason game because teams are um, looking forward um, and the seeding games when they start are going to be really impactful, much more so than, you know, your 20, October 28th, third game of the season, 
where, you know, nobody can quote unquote play their way into shape or, you know, find their timing. Those things are going to be evaluated right away. So um, we want to accomplish some of that. And one of the biggest things is just to, to keep that bounce in our step, um, obviously to stay healthy and see what we need to work on. It's, I think it's a barometer as well. Coach, wonderful to chat with you again. I look forward to doing the coaches show. Have fun out there coaching today. It's been a long time coming. Enjoy it. I'm, I'm put your, I put you right in the seat that you usually sit on and put you on speaker. So I've got a virtual lot going right now. I love it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Okay. That's the quick. There you go. That's Quinn Snyder, Coach's Show. You'll hear it as part of Locke's broadcast as well, but he's nice enough to let us use it as we get you ready for the Jazz scrimmage tonight at 6 o'clock going up against the Phoenix Suns. And uh, you heard Coach talk about the lineup, uh, you know, lineup combinations, and that's going to be a big thing. Um, David, throughout this uh, coronavirus break, uh, shall we call it, has continued to join the shows and do Locked on Sports and, and produce his, uh, his terrific content uh, throughout this all. But he talked about how much that Rudy uh, Gobert played with Boyan Bogdanovich. It's a lot. I mean, they played the vast majority of their minutes this year together. And, you know, the, you can look at a variety of different reasons for that. Of course, Bogdanovich opens things up for Rudy offensively with his gravity. You know, the defense has to pay attention to where he's at. And, and Rudy probably makes up a little bit for Bogdanovich's lack of size and athleticism on the defensive end. Uh, not that uh, Bogdanovich is a poor defender per se, but, you know, overmatched on some nights. And uh, Rudy, as he does with uh, the rest of, you know, everybody on the team, uh, negates some of those uh, some of those disadvantages. So now, you know, who gets those minutes uh, with Rudy? You know, one uh, lineup controversy, I guess, that we've seen um, this season really is, is solved thanks to the Bogdanovich injury because it was um, – Joe Ingles and Mike Conley kind of flip-flopping who was going to come off the bench and, and who was going to get the, the starting nod. You know, we remember Mike Conley starting off the season in the starting lineup, struggling a little bit when he went out with that injury. Joe fit right into that starting lineup like a glove, and the Jazz go off to have their best stretch of the season. You know, granted, it was not their hardest uh, stretch of scheduling in the season, but uh, Joe Ingles played really well in that role. And then as Matt, Mike Conley came back, uh, he kind of filled into that uh, coming off the bench role. Joe stayed in the starting lineup. And then, you know, just a couple of weeks before the COVID shutdown, Mike Conley moves back into the starting lineup. Joe moves to the bench. And it was kind of that back and forth. And you wondered which which was going to be better. And it's kind of funny talking about this controversy because it, it feels like we haven't talked about it in so long. But it was a thing. And, in fact, you got a, a lot of great insight on that situation with Joe Ingles on the Joe Ingles show with DJ and PK every Thursday where, you know, he's he's been quite adamant uh, that he doesn't care whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He's He's got that, you know, typical Joe Ingles answer where he says he's going to do whatever, you know, the team needs of him but he thrived in that starting role for a while for a couple of months or uh, certainly a month and a half where where he really took that opportunity and and ran with it and and had a lot of success but mike conley is is your 30 million dollar guy he's the guy you brought in here he's a he's uh you know had a terrific career in the nba you know to, to use his skill set to get you over the hump and uh, we still, 
you know, the Jets still need him. They still need that role. They still need Mike Conley to play well. So that controversy with, with the absence of Bogdanovich kind of goes away, as you'd expect the backcourt to be Conley and Mitchell. And Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal are your, your 3-4. And then, of course, uh, the big man, uh, Rudy, anchoring things with uh, with Jordan Clarkson uh, coming off the bench with Tony Bradley and uh, and George Niang. And, uh, you know, Emmanuel Moutier when, when needs be. So, you know, you can, you can kind of see maybe the Bogdanovich injury certainly isn't a good thing, but it does alleviate a little bit of that stress with who's going to start and who's not. That said, who plays more with bench unit? That has also been a topic of conversation throughout the season. Beginning of the year, we saw the bench unit uh, play really with Don- Donovan Mitchell was playing with the entire bench unit. Jordan Clarkson comes in at the end of, de- of uh, December, changes that dynamic a little bit. Donovan doesn't have to play as much with the bench role. So who is going to play uh, with whom and how are those lineup com- uh, combinations going to work? You know, Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert, that's been the, the most successful pick-and-roll combination. So how does that work? They, You know, uh, Joe Ingles had that great pick-and-roll combo with Derek Favors last year. Ricky Rubio had that pick-and-roll uh, chemistry with, with, uh, with Rudy Gobert last year. So now the more successful combo has been Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert. Can Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert really dial up that chemistry when it, uh, when it comes to the pick-and-roll? You know, can Royce O'Neal... We talked earlier in the show, and we'll talk to PK about this. Can Royce O'Neal be that pick-and-pop guy? Can he get himself open three-point shots because he's going to be the one that the the defense leaves? And how will that dynamic be affected uh, by uh, Bogdanovich's absence? Does Mike Conley... We talk about uh, him making up for some of the production. How does that come? Does it come with Mike Conley with the ball in his hand? Or is he more of a three-point shooter at times? Because still, you know, at 38%, he's one of the better three-point shooters on the team. And the Jazz have been one of the better three-point shooting teams in the entire league. But, of course, that's been with Boyan Bogdanovich. Donovan Mitchell, who's taken 20 shots a game. How many more does he get? with the absence of Bogdanovich and who do we see him on the floor with the most? So, you know, there's all these great lineup combo questions uh, and I don't think we'll entirely get the answers, but what I do think tonight in the scrimmage is we're going to see Quinn Snyder go with a lot of different combinations, see what works and see how it works. Some other interesting things from that conversation, of course, Quinn Snyder wants to make sure his team's in shape. Uh, you, you don't want to have soft tissue injuries because of a unique circumstance. I'm sure that's been a big priority throughout this I- entire process, not to mention the camaraderie that he spoke uh, about as well. So good stuff there from David Locke and his combina- uh, conversation with Quinn Snyder. All right, we'll get to PK coming up right around the corner, but we are live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Drop on by and see us. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. And my friend Tom joining us once again. Tom, let's uh, let's do it. Let's Listen, uh, make some deals. I know Patrick is listening because he's your most avid fan. I don't so, know about that, but yeah. PK, oh, he loves you, Jake. I know. We love PK. PK, I know you're listening, and I know you've been dying for an adjustable bed. So if you want to come in, PK, I'm going to give you the friends and family discount. How about that? Huh? All right. Just like I did for uh, Lloyd's dad today. You did. I will take care of you, PK. So come and see us. If you can't get here this week, come in next weekend, and I will take care of you, PK, like nobody else. How about that? That was a, that was a personal invitation, PK. Now, <laughs> 
we're going to do these gray sectional or this blue sectional. And you can see what it's marked. It's marked 1199 and the Ottomans 399. The Ottomans, it looks like a twin bed. It's a great big Ottoman. We're going to do the Gordon special. Okay. You remember what no. we did last week? I'm going to let you buy the sectional All instead right. of for 1200 bucks for 1000 bucks and I'm going to give you the Ottoman. Just throw it in, full free. It's it's a TI, which I call a throw-in, or uh, an and one. So this is when you're in the penalty and you get that extra free throw. All right. I'm giving you the sectional for nine ninety nine, and one the ottoman for free. Beautiful. Nine ninety nine. Your choice, gray and blue. When you come in, it's it's kind of uh, it's pretty contemporary, beautiful. But when you sit on it, it's as comfortable as anything you've ever sat on. We also have this big, and I shouldn't call it big, this round 68-inch round table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The table is normally $2,600. I'm going to do a table with five chairs for five ninety nine. Wow. And you know how nice it is. I made you go touch it's and gorgeous. feel. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's It's awesome. solid hardwood. Yep. We have its big brother, a 108-inch table that has a butterfly that folds into itself so you can make it an 84 inch table i'm going to do that table and four chairs 599 unbelievable yeah the deals will be here all day tomorrow until five because the holiday we're going to let our employees go home early and enjoy it with their family and then saturday till seven uh these deals will not be good next week they're only good today tomorrow and saturday but take 20 percent off anything on the floor beautiful all right get down here take advantage of it 86 east university parkway that's 86 east university parkway the warehouse we'll have more for you coming up next we'll talk to pk 97.5 and 1280 the zone It is the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're in pregame mode as the Jazz take on the Phoenix Suns in scrimmage number one from the Orlando bubble tonight. Joining the program now, you hear him from 6 to 10, Monday through Friday, alongside David James. And, of course, a big part of our jazz coverage here on the station as well. The one, the only, Patrick Kinahan. PK, what's happening? You know, you may be in pregame mode, but I'm in game mode. You're there. You're already in full PK back-to-basketball game mode. Time to play ball, man. Whistle, ball, air, compete, me. <laughs> well, let's start out uh, talking a little bit of specifically about tonight's scrimmage, uh, PK. And then we played a, um, a clip from your show earlier today. I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about what I heard from there because I thought you were right on the money. But give me a couple of specifics that, you, that you're looking for tonight. What do you want to see? What are you going to be kind of taking notes on? Well, I think you first have to see to make sure that Rudy and Donovan don't get in a fist fight because that relationship is unsalvageable. No, that was a bunch of nonsense. I'm just going to look and see, first off, how enthusiastic the guys are back to be playing. You know, the game got taken away, and they were on the floor. Of all the teams that got taken away, you know, everybody got their games taken away. But the way the Jazz had it on the road, at least the Oklahoma City Thunder were at home. It's the most bizarre way. We'll be talking about it forever. And uh, so now they got the game back. So I'm expecting 
a lot of enthusiasm just to be back playing ball. This is what these guys do. And I think, you know, with, with guys like Conley, Bogdanovich is out, but Joe Ingles, you know, when you hit, you, once you turn 30, you realize, I don't have much more time to be able to do this, and this is a lot of fun, especially when the game's coming uh, taken away. So I expect these guys to play with a lot of enthusiasm. And, you know, I've been hearing that they might try to run more. Uh, what what what, uh, what is Conley going to do? How is he going to, I don't want to say take over, but there's no reason to be timid anymore. You know, you're, you're not breaking yourself in. You've got a whole season, and then you've had three, four months to think about it too. So how does he do it? Uh, how does he just, I don't want to say integrate himself, but just the way he plays. Uh, Royce O'Neal, I think, has a beautiful opportunity to really just contribute a lot more because now he'll be asked to do a lot more, and there's no reason why he can't deliver. So those are just a couple of things, three things that I'm looking forward to when this thing gets underway in a half hour or so. I want to specifically talk to you about your point on Royce O'Neal because I, I thought it was a really good one. And when when you talk about making up for Bogdanovich's production, um, you, you know, people talk about uh, Mike Conley and he needs to, to make up for some of that because he's the most capable to kind of be your number two offensive guy behind Donovan Mitchell. And I get the logic there. But what I liked about what you were saying, PK, about Royce is Royce has made this league, he's made this team, he's gotten his contract being the guy that does everything nobody else wants to do. Uh, play the defense, you know, rebound uh, above his belt or above his weight, you know, rebound for a better or 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 for a better than your average NBA player his size. Uh, you know, kind of do that dirty work and in fact a, a stat I love to uh, to talk about PK is he has the lowest shot per minute stat in the entire yeah. NBA, which means right. nobody plays more and shoots less. And he's shooting almost 39% from three. You know, if you're talking about a guy who's going to be a catch-and-shoot dude or somebody that can make up some of those three-point shots that Bogdanovich was taking, I think you were right on. I, I think Royce is a terrific candidate to do just that on top of his normal dirty work kind of play. He can be the one to be a little bit more selfish and take a few more of those shots. He and Joe to a lesser extent, but I, I really thought you were right on with Royce. Well, Joe's Joe, so prodding him to shoot it's just like we've we've spent six years trying to do that he'll shoot when it's appropriate but obviously he's a pass first guy which is why his teammates love playing with him why he's been successful in the league and also be able to hit the open shot when i look at everybody else the guy who's been giving them the least offensively as you just said i didn't know that stat but you just proved it for me is royce o'neill now that's not any knock on his ability it's just what his assignment was what his role was on the team but we've seen enough of him to know that he can increase his role naturally and it really isn't going beyond what he's capable of you know jordan clarkson i you give him more minutes you're not really sure okay he's been great in his role so i don't know that i want to mess with that sometimes if you know if somebody's great in 25 minutes they're not exponentially as great if they get 30 minutes. It sounds like it would be the case, but it's not always the case. Niang, I'm not sure you could ask for him to do much more. He may take a couple shots if he's open, but if he's not open, what are you going to do? Royce O'Neal has the ability, has the size, has the strength, has the athleticism to give you more. And I believe Quinn Steiner will ask him now, hey, I need more from you, and O'Neal will respond accordingly because he's been giving you exactly what uh, Quinn Snyder wanted 
under the circumstances. Now, circumstances are different with Bogey out, so you ask him to do more. He's the one, to me, that can naturally do more, can give you. There's no doubt about it. He can give you more. And he, he's getting better all the time. So I really expect these next few weeks, however long this thing lasts, for him to play the best ball that he's ever played since he's been in the NBA. How much do you expect to see uh, the starters? We heard uh, Quinn Snyder with Locke. We played it in the last segment, talk about how he's looking for lineup combos, and I expect him to throw a lot of different lineups out there. But I don't expect to see the starters necessarily. I mean, we, it's four ten-minute quarters, so forty total minutes as opposed to forty-eight. But I would be I would be really surprised, PK, if I saw a starter play more than twenty minutes tonight. 20, so that would obviously be half the game. Well, it's first game back. You know, they've got a couple more. What do they got? Uh, Saturday, and then when's the next one? Uh, next uh, Monday, Monday, I believe. Right. So they're going to go, you know, back, not a day off in each of them, and then you got a couple days to get ready before the games start. So you maybe increase it a little bit. There's really no reason to extend these guys because you've been practicing now for a good while and talking to Joe Ingles, you know, he believes the team is progressing the way it should be. And Quinn Snyder has been doing this a long time. So he knows at what pace to bring them along. So I would most likely agree with you, uh, get some of the combinations out there, maybe that you haven't seen as much. That's another intriguing thing. I just don't know that if I see some combos, that we haven't seen, I don't necessarily know that that's what we're going to see when the games start. Now's the time that you can mix and match all those types of things to see what you got, or not what you got, but what what's working, who's gotten themselves, and I'm sure you've already been able to see it, who's in shape and whatnot. But, yeah, this is the first of three, so there's no point in extending guys when you got plenty of time for that. Speaking of Joe Ingles, and I wanted to bring this up uh, with you, PK, a, a byproduct of the Bogdanovich injury has kind of been uh, uh, the resolution of a controversy. Uh, maybe a controversy is too strong, but but Joe Ingles, of course, came into the starting lineup when Mike Conley was injured, and he really thrived. And it wasn't a difficult part of the schedule, granted, but he really played well. It was it was obvious. It was palpable. You could see it on a nice nightly basis, and it really worked with Joe. And when Mike came back, there was a little bit, do you put Mike Conley back into the starting lineup? Do you, do you let Joe continue because he's played so well? And, and they went with continuing with Joe, but eventually before you know the shutdown in March for the past couple of weeks, they moved Joe back to the bench and Mike Conley back into the starting lineup. And I remember listening to the Joe Ingles show all the way along, and Joe was very consistent saying, I'll do what the team needs. I don't care about starting. It's not an ego thing with me. But there was no doubt, PK, that he played better or seemed more comfortable to me in that starting role. And not that you would ever want to be missing a player, you know, the caliber of Boyan Bogdanovich. But this, in a sense, solves that a little bit. Joe can be in that starting lineup. Mike can as well. And you, you hope that that combo may bear some fruit. Yeah, you know, asking Conley to come off the bench, a guy who's 32 years old and has been successful in this league and he's never done it and just playing for the whole uh, time in his NBA career with the Grizzlies obviously was adjustment. So I don't know how many adjustments you want him to have to adjust to. So it made sense to keep him in the lineup. 
Plus, you know, you're paying him thirty some million dollars, and you weren't getting thirty some million dollars production. You got to give him minutes. And my thought is, uh, Conley should be fine. Joe can go back and forth, but Joe's the kind of player who plays better with better players because he is a facilitator. So he needs guys who've got ability because he could facilitate and set them up. Now, it's harder to have the production when you're trying to set up guys who aren't as good. When they're better, that's when Joe flourishes. We see him with his ball handling and his passing. He's adept at all that stuff, and he knows what to do. He makes right decisions, and so it's best for him to be playing with the better guys because he's going to help them be better, and then you're going to get the most out of him that he has. So I think that's what you're seeing, and I would expect that he would replace Bogdanovich in the starting lineup. Yeah, I would I would expect that too, and that puts three you know really good ball handlers out on the floor at the same time with Joe Donovan and and Mike Conley. Um, I I would guess you'll see that line shift a little bit, PK, just to either you know put Joe with the second unit or maybe put Mike with the second unit, one of those ball handlers to kind of uh, not captain that unit per se because you know Jordan Clarkson is is a pretty efficient player with that unit. But, you know, I wouldn't expect those three to play together a ton, but they will start it out that way. And and maybe that has an interesting byproduct where the other team doesn't kind of know where the offense is going to be initiated. Yeah, I think in today's game, you know, it's so perimeter-oriented and being able to swing the ball and still have the same level of effectiveness because that what I'm getting at, if you're on the left side and you swing the ball, well, on the right side, guys got to be able to have the same skills to initiate the offense, to do the pick and roll, to be able to shoot, all those types of things. That's the way the game has gone. The game has moved away from chucking it in at the low block and then having that guy pound the ball into the court or maybe throwing it back, somebody else is doing something. No, it seems like it's initiated from instead of inside out, outside and maybe it doesn't even go inside but if it's going to go inside clearly the if offense is going to be generated from the inside it's going to start coming from the outside so the outside has taken on a level of importance and i think that's where joe you know he came along to the right team at the right time plus he came when i say by the right time he came into the league when his skills were more of a premium than they used to be say 10 15 years ago you know, PK, before we let you go, I've got to say it's been pretty cool. I'm glad uh, Joe has been willing to keep up the Joe Ingles show with you guys throughout all of this. And, well, really, uh, the Joe Ingles show has been an incredible success, and it's been fun to quite, you know, literally watch his journey or hear his journey in those interviews that you guys do with him weekly. But it has been fascinating to follow Joe navigate as an NBA player that we hear from every week, navigate through this, uh, this pandemic and right from his experience uh, at the very beginning, I remember um, him jumping on, maybe it was his second or third week after the shutdown PK, but uh, I'm sure you remember this where he said, you know what guys, I finally got in my car and drove around the neighborhood the other day. I do. You yeah. know, and, and, and this, yeah. this relief in his voice, like, Oh, I, I did something even though it was just get in my car, but I'm glad you guys, have kept that up i i think that's been kind of an interesting journal of oh, all yeah, this of through the eyes of an nba player i think it's a credit to joe my guess i don't know this obviously but my guess once march 11th came joe did not take off he didn't say well i'm done see you later he continued every week he's only missed one week since march 
and that was last week when they had uh, practices because it was the gym time and all, so he couldn't do it. Right. That's it. And I'm be- I bet there's been no other NBA player who's met with the media. I mean, we're not really the media in the sense of the traditional media. It's more of, you know, he has a relationship with us. But still, uh, the public – the jazz fan doesn't really care about how he's doing it, why he's doing it. All they know is they got a little insight into an NBA player's life during this once-in-a-lifetime situation. And I bet there hasn't been somebody who's been showing up week after week for four or five months when there's been no games. And he could have easily just said, hey, I'm out, catch you back up when the season starts. No, he did it every single week to give us an insight and then announcing his wife's pregnant and, and going through, well, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to go down there? I've got a son who has a medical issue. I've got a wife who's pregnant. And he really brings it down to the every man level. Yeah, he's making millions of dollars and all that stuff. But his issues that they were having in his family, things that they had to consider, is stuff that we all have to consider. Yeah. And so it really humanizes it. And and the connection of, that Joe Ingles has to the fans in with the Jazz fans has just been remarkable. I don't think we've ever seen a story like this. We've seen other players have big-time connections, but they've been big-time players. Joe's a very good player, but I don't know why I'd classify him as a big-time player. Comes here from Australia. Australia, and yet, man, he is as Salt Lake as anybody on this team, maybe in the history of the franchise since they moved to Utah. Yeah, and and just you know, highlighting one more thing. I mean, even um, even PK down to the the drama with Rudy and Donovan that you you mentioned. You know, Joe came on that week. He said, uh, "We're going to be fine." You know, he, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he calmed the calmed the the fires and said, "Hey, it's all right. We're we're teammates, team stuff." You know, stuff that he his voice was one of reason when everybody was freaking out a little bit with with good cause. By the way, I'm not I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but but Joe Joe was the one. His voice publicly calming, kind of calming those waters. That's a big deal, right? And yes. And other media were quoting him on our show because that was the availability that was yeah. uh, at the time. So That was it. And, and he didn't duck it. He didn't duck it at all. He, nope. he answered the questions head on. It's really been a smashing success. It'll be sad when it comes to an end, but we still got a few more years. Well, he's under contract for a few more years, so that's yes, nothing exactly. but good news for the for DJ and PK. Who, who and, lasts and of course, longer, his own Joe Wingles or DJ and PK? Ooh, that's see, that's tough because Joe's got a few more years guaranteed. But DJ and PK, you DJ and PK have been doing their thing for a while now. Okay, who lasts longer, Joe Ingles or Gordon Monson? <laughs> I'm gonna go no comment. I'm gonna leave that alone. Vito Corleone, man, we need Vito back, the Godfather. The Godfather. Uh, PK, <laughs> thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Keep up the good work with DJ, and enjoy uh, enjoy Pioneer Day, my friend. Okay, absolutely. Any Anytime you need me throughout these playoffs, man. Really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thanks, brother. Okay. That's our friend Patrick Kinahan, DJ and PK, each and every morning, 6 to 10, right here on the Zone Radio Networks. One more segment, and then we turn it on over to Jazz Basketball. Their scrimmage with the Suns tonight, live at the Warehouse, 86 East, University Parkway. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping things up here at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. David Locke and Jazz Basketball coming up next. But first, we check in one final time with our good friend Tom here from the Warehouse. And Tom, you usually uh, do pretty well taking care of folks all the time, but uh, it feels like you've rolled out some extra special specials. We've been doing that since March, since this whole COVID virus situation we've been going above and beyond because it's an inconvenience for somebody to come out when they're thinking that they're going to get a virus and right possibly get sick so we've uh, we've been very careful to distance uh we make everybody feel comfortable and we're given deals like we have never ever given Wow. Well, uh, you, you know, not to uh, spoil the payoff here, but, you know, what, uh, King Adjustable? You've never been uh, below two grand on the specific model, and you're coming in south of that for the first time ever. Eighteen ninety nine with a solid King. If you want split Kings, which means two mattresses, so you could be up and your significant other could be down or vice versa, Nineteen ninety nine. Unbelievable. And, and this is a bed that you can find it as much as 5400 bucks for this mattress and this adjustable base it's a ligate and plat base uh look it up online they're twenty two hundred dollars to twenty seven hundred dollars depending on where you go best of the best that's only for the bases the mattress we're doing a 10 inch gel infused memory foam mattress they're 1200 bucks a side do the math fifty four hundred dollars never do math on the radio but yeah that sounds right fifty four hundred bucks <laughs> We're doing it for nineteen ninety nine wow. split. California King split, eighteen ninety nine solid California King, seventeen ninety nine. The Queen with all of the bells and whistles, twelve ninety nine. A ten inch head up foot up adjustable bed, ten inch gel infused mattress, eight ninety nine. Crazy. And then the eight inch gel infused memory foam mattress with head up adjustable bed, five ninety nine. It's the best deal in the country you're never, not going to find anything else better not only here but in these great united states of america i've never seen that mattress deal less than 7.99 awesome. and at 7.99 it's basically what it costs wow amazing boom well tom thanks for taking care of our listeners you my bet. man you Come have a happy uh, pioneer day we will all right Thank well you. uh we're live at the warehouse check it out 86 east university parkway jazz basketball next 97.5 and 1280 the zone